welcome to the Megan and Rachel Show. We're your hosts, Megan Terry and Rachel Webb, broadcasting from the booming metropolis of Shelbyville, Kentucky. We're just two gals trying to navigate the indignities of motherhood. (laughs) Y'all, the desire of Rachel's heart is to be a DJ. (laughs) I have all these soundtracks that I have goals to add in. I promise you, if you stick with us, we will have the sickest intro and outro music you've ever heard in your whole life. If she was a college girl right now, <laughs> she'd be that weirdo in the middle of the quad, like, making her beats. <laughs> I know. I was like, who was it? Like, DJs, like, all I could think of was, like, Samantha Ronson. I couldn't even, and she was, like, from 20 years ago. I know. I was going to say, that's so 10 years ago. I know, right. So, I totally, if I could, I would buy official DJ music, like, mix me, whatever they use to mix all that awesome music. But, you know, I got to pay my deductible instead because. What happened to. Okay, so when we pulled up here to the studio this morning, I noticed your car looked a little crimped. (laughs) And I said, what happened? And you're like, oh, girl, it's a host story. But now I need to know what the story is. That's my way of basically putting off telling you the very short story that's very embarrassing. A car, I mean, I was driving down the road and this tree just jumped out in front of me and hit the side of my car. Yeah, no, no, not really. Okay, so I'd picked up my kids and these precious other two children who I take home on Mondays. We live on a narrow road to my, you know, to my benefit. We do live on a narrow road and this car passed us, was not texting and driving, was not distracted, was not applying mascara, was not turning around to grab a kid's leg, like none of that, (laughs) but a car passed. And so I thought I'm going to get over as far as possible. Well, I got over a little bit too far because before I knew it, my wheel was going off the curb. We're flying for the tree line. All this is happening in like 0.1 second. Oh, my gosh. But I scream. And you know I have a car full of kids. Yeah. So anything can happen at that point. Uh, I think the exact words were, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me the in any way. Me. But you know, when that moment happens, because I remember I never heard my mom cuss. Oh, yeah. Except for the the two, the few times that we were in like a car, not a major car accident, but like fender benders. That's crazy. The only time I can ever remember hearing my mom cuss as a kid was when we were in a car accident. See, there you go. It's a thing that our moms must have done. She would say the S word, but she would say it like rapid fire, like three <laughs> times in a row. And I'm not going to repeat that since it's early on in the show. And, you know, we don't want kids here. But she would say it three times in a row. And that, that is the only time I ever heard my mom cuss. So I don't know what would come out of me. But thankfully it was, it was help me, Lord, a plea to the Lord. And he heard our plea because at the last second I was able to, like, turn. And so we didn't go head first, which was really great yeah. because the airbags didn't deploy. But I did totally take off, like, the whole right side of my minivan, basically. Oh, my gosh. It's like serious business. The mirror's gone. Uh, the... It's all my insurance agent. I mean, I usually don't have many incidents. I guess about a year ago, I kind of tapped a parked car. We'll say tapped. It was just a little, little <laughs> The parked tap. car jumped out at you like the tree Yes, did. these things. I'm just telling you. So anyway, I called them. The most embarrassing part is that they can't fix it for like two weeks. And I have to drive up and pick my kids up at school. And it's like one of those things where all the teachers stand out and open the doors so embarrassing because I want to put like plastic garbage bags over my mirror just so I can not even let them see because it just looks so terrible. Ugh. It's Did like you... the walk of shame, the drive of shame Ugh. every day through car rider line. I'm glad you're okay though. Thank you. I am too. For that moment, it was like my 
life flashed before my eyes. The poor kids who were in the car. I stopped the car, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's the thing. The kids in the car have never been in an accident with my kids in the car. Yes. I I got pulled over once with my kids (gasps) in the car, and that just made me think I was, like, going to be killed or something. (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. Wouldn't you love to hear what goes through their little minds when they see you being pulled over? Because I always threaten my kids. I'm like, if you don't put your seatbelt on, the police are going to take me to jail. Like, I always used that line when we were driving oh, when they yeah. were little, and they would sneak their skinny little arms, like, slide the clip down and slide them out of the cars. Sneaky little like, buggers. They are so sneaky and so skinny because you're like, I yeah. thought I put you in there so tight. I didn't put a jacket. I didn't put a blanket in there. I followed all the rules that they said on the Facebook video, and you still managed to get your arms out. It just doesn't work. The uh, one time I got pulled over with my kids in the car, we had just crossed the bridge from Kentucky to Indiana, and there's always all kinds of state troopers. And I guess I was, I mean, I was barely going too fast. But, you know, with my posse of kids that are all different (laughs) colors, crossing state lines, I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm about to get arrested for human trafficking because they're not going to believe these kids are all my kids. And, like, these weird things flash through my head. I don't think that's weird at all. And speaking of human trafficking, I have friends who, there's, like, this thing going on on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yes. There's apparently in the Louisville area, and it's probably maybe happening in other cities, there are, like, these two girls. One of them's two girls, and one of them's a guy and a girl. Specifically in, like, Targets and Walmarts, Mm -hmm. following people around and saying, we want you to come to our Bible study. And, you know, just kind of luring them in with that and having conversations, but kind of some weird theology once they really start talking. And then they basically kidnap you and put you into a human trafficking ring. So I heard mixed things, like that this okay. is not really human trafficking, that this is a cult. Either way, it's super scary. And this happened to me about a year ago in Walmart, and I didn't think anything of what? it until all these stories started coming Stop. out. Stop. What happened to you? It was around Christmas time, which is when this must have started happening because yes. people know that the stores are crowded. Yes. And this woman approached me. She started asking me about all these things. You know, do you believe in this, 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 this? You need to come to my Bible study. She had me write down the address, and I was trying to blow her off, but she was very insistent, you know. And finally, I just got a weird feeling, took my cart, and, you know, went to a different area of the store. And I really kind of didn't think much about it at all until all these stories started coming out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that must be what that lady in Walmart was trying to do. Well, she's killing it for the rest of us, because if I want to be in Target or Walmart and just invite someone to church, you know, they're going to look at me and grab their child and run screaming out the door. I'm like, well, guess I can't. Tell them about the love of Christ and more targets. Come get my mangled up minivan. Let me take you there myself. <laughs> Seriously, it'll be fun. I promise. We've got oh. refreshments. <laughs> We've got refreshments. That's always what does it. And I fall for that. You could be like, they're probably a psycho murderer, but they've got Rice Krispie treats. I'll oh come. my gosh, that's crazy. So my friend has a kid that gets lured to teen events at this big mega church by their house by the hamburgers. Like he swears by the hamburgers. Maybe That's teenagers food. Food come to know the Lord through the <laughs> through, hamburger. Through a hamburger. But I believe it. Speaking of hamburgers though, here is what's stressing me out a little bit this Tell week. Tell me. So Cameron for the last week has had the stomach flu and it's brutal this year. Mhm. Sometimes though you cross the line where you don't know if it's more like legit sickness or or man cold type of thing and it just lingered and lingered and lingered and praise Jesus and all the apostles, he went back to work yesterday, so all's right in the world. But I had this serious craving for chili last night, which is probably not what you want to give somebody after they've He's had recovering. the stomach back. But I could not shake this craving. Like, I had to have chili. And I wanted it to be just like my dad's chili. So I called, and I got the recipe from him. 
and it had tomato sauce in it, which I usually use tomato juice. Well, my tomato sauce expired in 2015, and I was like, <laughs> uh, nope. Well, no, I put it in there. Oh, God. Are you sure you had the stomach bug? I had one from 2017, which I thought not too expired, but 2015 Don't tell me you saved that, expired. that no, one. No, I saved used both seven. of them. Okay, I good. needed two cans, so... And then <laughs> my meat was sell by five days ago, and it was starting to look a little, a little bit gray, darker, and start to get the smell. Did you use it? I used it, and the expire, and that is not like me at all. But I wanted chili so bad, and since then my stomach has been like, <laughs> and I'm so afraid to tell my husband because I know that that's going to incite the stomach flu again in our house. I can't cope. I think you deserve a stomach flu. You deserve like five days to like lay around and watch Netflix. Well, I thought about you did have gum surgery, so that kind of was you know that is true. That was your equivalent. I thought about calling you this morning and telling you I thought I ate some bad chili, but then I was like, no, you will kill me. <laughs> it's too early in the season to skip out. It's we talked early. about how committed we were last. I know, week. so I'm here with the food poisoning mouth case of food poisoning. You are so committed, right? You commit so hard. It's because I love you so much. Plus, I'd be afraid that you'd get another host. In my absence. I probably would. And then I'd feel left out. You're so funny because you also thought that I left you off of my Christmas card list. You know how much I love you, yet somewhere inside you think I'm like you're about to fall off the wagon. Insecurity just fuels up from deep within. It's in my DNA, I think. Well, we talked about last week, we talked about FOMO. Yes. And I had a, when a friend who texted me and was like, thanks to you, I had to go look up what FOMO was. Well, I don't care if you know what it is or not. You've got it. Like, I can pretty much guarantee you are suffering from it. We'll go ahead and WebMD. We'll go ahead and diagnose you with uh-huh. FOMO. Should we tell them what the symptoms are or kind of what it looks like? Go for it, sister. Okay, we went to Urban Dictionary because that's where all of the smart people tell you things. Okay, let's see. So it is a noun. It's a state of mental or emotional strain caused by the fear of missing out. And that's kind of duh, FOMO fear of missing out and it's evolutionary and bio biological it's omnipresent anxiety basically it's always been around and it's everywhere so how are, are any of us going to escape this thing we're not we're all basically doomed we were curious we're like where did FOMO even come from like where did the actual acronym because it's been around forever so who actually labeled this illness and there was this dude, I want to give him credit because, man, he's he's smart. Okay, where did I write his name? Dan Herman, 2000, wrote an article about FOMO. Took years for it actually to catch on and well, take yeah, off. Well, yeah, that's the thing because we were like the whole coming of age hip generation in 2000. <laughs> yeah, and we I were, didn't know this was a thing. I never heard of it until like probably two years ago. I, YOLO, FOMO. I feel like YOLO came a little bit even before FOMO. Yeah, YOLO is... You only live once. I know, but I feel like they can sometimes be tied in together because you're only going to have one life and you don't want to be left out of anything. That's and true. Anything fun. Okay, so we talked about FOMO. So you have this fear of missing out. And especially like if you're like one of those super mature people, oh, I'm not petty like that. I'm not like a middle school girl. You may think, oh, I don't have this, but we're going we're gonna to talk to everyone today. We're going to hit the nail straight up on the head. Okay. Because if ever there were two poster children for, for people FOMO. with FOMO, it's you and me. And we FOMO over different kinds of things. We both have raging FOMO. I sent her my FOMO notes. She almost died because they were 30 pages long of confessions of all the ways and times I've FOMO'd just in the last month or so. <laughs> last five minutes. It's weird, though. So we think about how we're so evolved, blah, 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 blah. But... If you think about it, we all have such serious insecurities. I don't care who you are, what your what your occupation is, what your age is, whatever. But 
if you think on the surface about FOMO being a fear of not being included, if you go deeper, this whole fear of not being included, the next breath is, but what does that say about me if I wasn't included? Right, right. It's for, for me, it's kind of first like the feeling of rejection, like being left out of rejection, like, ow, I'm on the outside of, this, of the happy tree trust of circle. And then <laughs> I love what you said because you like even took it deeper. Of course you did. Dr. Phil is a, <clears throat> you said it's not even just rejection. Like it's, we're kind of feel inadequate. Well, right, because I can catastrophize. What is that word? Catastrophize? Oh. Yes, I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I can go from like zero to worst case scenario in no Very time quickly. flat. And so my reaction is always, I wasn't included because I suck. I'm horrible. I'm the worst. No one likes me. I've literally said to Lee, I'm like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) He's very confused. He's like, oh, wow. You know what? That's so strange because we always think everybody else has it greener. And you and I run in different friend circles. Like our friend circles overlap a little bit. I love all of your friends. And you love I I love when I overlap with your friends. And I love all your friends. But I'm afraid if you start hanging out with my friends that they're actually going to like you better than me because you're more awesome. I know my friends like you better than me. Like literally when we had our live show, they're all like, oh, hey, Rachel. Hey, we're here to see Megan. Good to see you. Like they all, they all, like I think they, they'll like say stuff and they'll be like, let's hang out sometime with Megan. Like, oh, okay. See, my friends are the same way. They're like, oh, my gosh, we're so much like Rachel. We love Rachel. I love your friends. See, isn't it crazy? Maybe we should do a friend swap for a day or, like, like life swap. Like a life swap. You hang out with my kids, my friends, my house. I'll go to your house, watch Netflix. That might be really interesting. You've told me you don't want to do that before because my kids are younger and they're harder probably to watch. I know, but you have really cute, sweet kids, so I could (laughs) could live with that. I love you. But really, though. Okay, so going back to okay. all this. All right. I, I love you, too. Sorry. Okay, I know that's on. a pet peeve of yours when you tell people you love them and they don't. So I just want you to know. That's I'm, another FOMO. I'm not <gasps> rejecting you. Good, because one time I was with you. This was before we <laughs> dropped the love bomb. And I, you were on the phone. Like, we were starting to record or something, and someone called you, and you're hanging up. You're like, I love you. And I'm like, <gasps> she hasn't told me she loves not me. Not only has she not told me she loves me, I'm pretty sure I've told her I love her. I felt like that middle school thing, like, do you say it first? Do you say it? If they're going to break up with you, you need to break up with them first so you can say you were the one who broke up. That's kind of how I felt in that moment. So because I'm mature, I said, you don't tell me you love me. She totally did. I said, I've never heard you tell you. <laughs> You should have run right then. You should have just jumped up out of the studio and run as fast as I you can. I actually think what you said was... Oh, God. Why don't you love me? <laughs> oh. And I was like, what is happening? Because I didn't even notice that this was a thing. <laughs> but it just goes back to we are all so deeply insecure about ourselves. Yes. we cannot help it. Yes. And sometimes the best thing we can do is just admit it out loud. Like, I feel totally, totally unloved right now and unlovable. Okay, dude, so first of all, FOMO. The first thing that comes to mind, because when I was making my list, it was all about, like, events. Oh, yeah. And occasions Uh that I feel FOMO. That's weird, because mine was all relational stuff, like, when I made my list. Yours was relational, but it was also even more mature than that. But we'll get to that in a minute, because I think we need to start with events. Because I think a lot of us, when we think of FOMO, the first thing that comes to mind is we are sitting at home in our jammies, or, you know, it's it's New Year's Eve, or, you know, 
we're sitting there and we're scrolling and all of a sudden there's a cute picture of some girlfriends maybe really close friends or maybe just kind of like peripheral friends yeah and they are like painting pottery or signs or they are I don't know what other things do they do on girls night so they're going to see a really great movie or they're going to a concert uh-huh and you're not there you're at home and you yeah. go back you're like maybe I missed the text and maybe I missed the group text on this one but no but you, you didn't miss the, you just weren't invited you didn't miss the group text that's so hard I think all these places I, I envision, you know, they all have the, like, logo in the lobby and everybody poses in front of the logo yes. and the picture. Yes. I always feel like events are like that for me. Like, who who's not in the picture? Right. Yeah, exactly. And even me, when I've been the one included, I get very nervous when we take a group picture. Like, we went yes. to see Wicked and we took a picture in front of the sign and I'm like, someone's going to post this on Facebook. Someone's going to feel left out because I'm hypersensitive because I've been that person. Yeah. You know? Weekend getaways. What about the girls' trip? That may be the worst FOMO because it's one thing if it's like a one-off, like we're going to go to Qdoba and then we're going to go to Pottery Barn, whatever. Uh-huh. Or sometimes those things can happen spur Spontaneously, the yeah, because you're picking up your kids and you're like, hey, I'm going to go to this workout class. Do you want to yeah, come? Yeah, so you can kind of see how that might happen. You can happen. almost explain it away. Like, yes. oh, well, I mean, yeah, duh. They, they just kind of said, oh, you want to grab ice cream? But when there is a trip that involves airfare, you know this was planned agreed not only planned it had to be planned far in advance and you know specifically when they discussed because i've been on both they're like these are the people we want to include oh yeah and that usually, one really sucks yeah there's usually a discussion where somebody throws out a name and you're like nope no no yeah exactly and to know that you were probably the one i know nope no 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 and there's always a friend who's more dominant who likes to control the invite list too have you noticed that yes times a million bless them I don't like to do that because then I feel responsible if someone gets left out. But I'm like, oh, y'all go on and decide that. I used that. to not feel responsible for it. I feel like the older I get, the more responsible I am. Because I used to probably be one of the worst offenders about trying to put this perfect life out there and, like, the weekend sure. getaways and stuff. And I can remember we had this big group of friends, but a small subset of us went on a weekend trip together. And pictures got posted. And it oh, hurt no. a lot of feelings. It happens fast. And at the time, I didn't really feel like crap I was like well I can go have a good time and now in retrospect I'm like man why would I cause that kind of pain to people you just don't think about it you have friends who just document their whole every right. second of their yes. life like I'm brushing my teeth I'm, so they just do it okay what about birthday parties hmm how do you feel about birthday parties that's another one you see the group pictures of every kid who is invited or like adult birthday parties yeah it's like this is the most special day celebrate that I exist and you're not invited I don't know. I have really mixed thoughts about this okay. because uh, my oldest two kids who would seem to maybe care about this are severely introverted. Like they don't <laughs> care about not getting invited places because they'd rather not go. But on their behalf, I get like been out of shape. Like I know they don't want to be there, but I really wanted to be there watching the children play in open Well, pr- and because there's a group of moms. Right. Like, that you're left out of the moms, of the drop-off conversations. Or True. if you're supposed to stay, then you're missing out on those conversations. And I'm afraid they're going to talk about me, quite frankly. <laughs> well, don't you think so much of our friendship revolves around our kids? Because it makes it easy. If yes. our kids are in Girl Scouts together or go to school or whatever, it's like it makes our friendship more natural. Right. And more well, convenient. We don't have time to do much without our kids a lot of times. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like a lot of our kid activities, you become friends with who is around. Like last summer, Miles got on a different soccer team than 
basically everybody else we knew. <laughs> and I had, it, he didn't care, but I had to really check myself because I felt very left out. Well, I know that Lee has been already harassing me because <laughs> Lee and Walker have already been talking about Miles and what position he's going to play. And so we're going to harass you to be on our team this I know, year. I was not letting this happen again. So I texted Lee a few days ago and I was like, listen, what do I got to <laughs> do to get Miles on here? Oh, it's team? happening. It's happening. You know, it used to be, going back to kids, it used to be when our kids were younger, like the play date was kind of the litmus test. Like, mm-hmm. are you invited to the play date? And then as they get older, we don't have time for play dates. So it's kind of those extracurriculars. But I distinctly remember, so I would have these play dates now. We've talked about before. I would invite everyone. Yeah. It was like no one was excluded. Bring 20 friends. My house would get demolished. Just craziness. But I remember one girl distinctly decided she was going to start her own play date. And she said, I'm going to start a play date. And somehow word got back around to me that she said, I'm going to start a play date for the people who don't always get invited to everything. And she didn't invite me. And I'm like, uh, Pasha. Oh, shenanigans. I invited everyone to my play date. And it was like, I don't know. I just felt so stabby because I was like, I invited you to my play date. Well, it can get very political but she and was, personal She was quickly. something. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a play date. Maybe it was something else that she felt slighted by. But I'm like, ooh. See, okay, we, girl. we were not a playdate family. That was just not something we were a part of. But I can remember, like, if I would just randomly take my kids to the park and there'd be huge groups of moms with their kids. And I didn't even know them. But <laughs> I, I felt like this longing to belong to something. You know what I mean? Like You're, like, giving them your number, like, call me next no, time. No, I didn't want to be a part of their group, but I also <laughs> didn't want to just be alone. It was like this weird yin-yang, like, I can't figure out where I fit in type of thing. That's you how know? I feel about exercise class. Classes. Like my friends, I have a group of friends who are like hardcore exercisers. Yes, you do. And they go and do these classes. I've tried to do, I did the cycling class with them once. I couldn't walk for like five days. <laughs> but it's like I FOMO because I'm like, not only are you guys looking hot, you're doing your exercise, but you're doing it together. You're like sweating together and bonding over your awesomeness and your strength and your flexibility. And I want to hang out with you, but I really don't want to do that exercise. And I actually got invited to come with them and I'm like, I love y'all. I've arrived. It felt so good that they invited me, but I'm not going to go. Yeah. Well, just getting an invitation most of the time. That's a thing. Is we don't. Pacifies. Yeah. It, it, I'm probably not going to come a lot of the times, but it just makes me feel like I'm wanted there if I could come. Okay, listen. I'm going to confess something that's probably going to make your head roll off, Rachel. <laughs> Never do I have worse FOMO, feel more inadequate, worry more about what people think of me than when I go to church. When you're at church, what are you, like, FOMOing over Sunday school class or what? All of it. I'm like, am I making the right decisions? Do people think I'm making good decisions? Did I post a picture of a glass of wine? Like, what do people think about that? Did I get asked to be on this committee? No. Did I want to be on that committee? No. But I want you to think I'm smart enough to be on that committee or dedicated enough. Spiritual enough. Do you even think I love Jesus? Like, I just, every insecurity that I have comes out the second I walk into church. Ooh. I think a lot of us feel that way. And there are cliques at church because it's natural. There are going to be cliques anywhere you go. Or if your friends go to a totally different church yes or maybe you don't go to church at all and you're like my friends I'll go to church I mean for me a big part of my social circle is church uh-huh and so there was a time because Lee was the planting pastor at our church crazy little fact and so when he left that actual position 
I had FOMO because we weren't going to all the inside, like the meetings, yeah. like for the elders' wives and all that, and they'd be doing these planning things, and I'm like, I'm I want to be an elder's wife. I'm just a commoner now. I'm just a common parishioner. See, that's what I bothers didn't. me. Like, there's such hierarchies, and that's that way in any like sure. organized anything. You and do. ours is probably the least like that because it's like. Did so casual, very like, open not, and welcoming. Yeah. Like it was so awesome. I was kind of jealous. I was talking to a friend, and she was like, uh, "Our church's first lady," and that—that's what they call the oh, pastor's yeah. wife. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I want to be a first lady." No one's ever called like. I felt very FOMO about that of the other pastors' wives. I know. Why didn't anybody call me first lady? Am I not good enough? Am I not pretty enough? If I was skinnier or do I not dress nice enough? What's happening here? I know. If I wear a hat to church, exactly. Like, well, I, I just can't, can't make the mark. I think a lot of people feel that way. Church is a total thing. The other thing for me that's big is vacations. It's so stupid oh, when yeah. I see people's vacation pictures. I just think, oh, the Green Canyon gets me every time. A friend last night told me, oh, I think we're going to take our kids to the Green Canyon for spring break. Mm -hmm. Immediately, FOMO, massive FOMO. If I was a good mom, we would go and ride donkeys down the canyon. Like, but you know No one needs to ride a donkey in the canyon. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's too many legs where things could go wrong. (laughs) Especially with my kids. You know I'm afraid of heights. Could you imagine me at the Green Canyon? No. I would be, I would be literally having panic attacks left and right. We would be need so to just stupid. tranquilize you. <laughs> I would be afraid that I would get. My fear is with heights that I'm gonna somehow my body's gonna take over and I'm gonna be compelled to run off the edge <laughs> before I fall off the edge. I do with heights. I have this feeling like I'm gonna run off, not be able to control myself. <laughs> that is so weird. Like I've never felt like you've never something felt, deep in my I hope gut. That if is someone is listening me. and you have, please reach out to me so I don't feel so alone you've ever felt compelled with heights it's like I'm I don't know I don't know it's so stupid it's not that I want to I just think that may happen <laughs> that like your instinct yeah let's like get, you're gonna think you're I'm a bird punch you. <laughs> okay <laughs> no you're okay. ridiculous especially so, adventurous vacations like when they go skydiving or swimming oh, with yeah. sharks I'm like these people are cool these people are brave they have the best selfies I don't want to I don't want to do those things the thought of skydiving is horrifying to me but I just want to be cool enough to know that you know, oh, I could agreed. that I would skydive if I, I could. I want to be one of those people who like looks at people having their experiences like that and say, "Man, good for them." I bet that meant a lot to their kids without being just pissy about it. Why can't we you go know? to Iceland? Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. so family vacations are a huge priority for us. Like that's where we invest a lot of our I FOMO money, over a lot you. of our time. Yes. So that's like a thing that we do, but I still even get vacation FOMO because a lot of our vacations are like sales incentive trips that my husband's company does. So we do a lot of corporate travel. To Hawaii of, people. Right. To so, Hawaii. But like a lot of his um, co-workers and stuff, they plan their trips at the same time. So they take their families together and there'll be like a pack of five or six families. And we're never asked to go. <laughs> well, you know what? Because fam- we must suck. You definitely don't suck. But if you need a pack of families... My family of five will come and be in your posse <laughs> anytime. We can just just get Cameron's company. He's rolling in the big bucks to cover all of our expenses, buy our mm-hmm. airfare. No. no. <laughs> okay, this is the most stupid one. This one is the one that even confessing this, I feel utterly stupid. Okay, so you know you get those invites to these multi, uh, what it, direct marketing companies. Oh, yeah, like, like. Mary Kay. Yes. Which I use so many of their products. I love them. I'm not hating on them. But like when you go to those, you know you're automatically going to spend a minimum of $75. Yeah. That's just getting in the door. 
right. a mixture of something you think you have to have or guilt or all of the above. Okay, this is going to sound so stupid. So then in one breath, I'm complaining, I've gotten invited to 20 direct marketing parties this month. But then a friend says, oh yeah, I'm going over to Susie's for her cleaning party. You think Susie didn't invite me to her cleaning party? Does she, would it, I mean, does she not think I like to clean? <laughs> I must be That's a the most cost. stupid one. I remember one time I FOMO'd over a direct sales marketing party. Like, why would they not invite me? Do they not think I want to have money to spend on their product? I mean, I, it was so stupid. They must hate me because obviously they'd invite as many as pe- people as possible. But I was not invited. See, I totally get that in a different way. Like, I don't want to go to the party, and I don't feel left out about not getting to the party. The results are what stress me out. Like, until you started talking about your eyelashes, I never had a problem with inferior lash (laughs) complex here. And now all of a sudden, I'm like, my lashes aren't right. Or I didn't clean my house properly because I used Clorox instead of Norwex. My kids are all going to ingest the chemicals. I mean, I totally get a different kind of FOMO. It's not the event. It's the result. Oh, yeah. Like when I see the groups on Facebook, like the workout shake groups, my friend does those. She does Shakeology. And I'm like... They're all commenting, me too. Yeah, worked out this morning, had the vanilla alma protein crunch. And I'm like, man, these people are awesome. Why can't, Why can't I, I be, be awesome? awesome? I just want to do it, not even, I want to, you know, get, get fit. But also, I just want to be on the on the comment thread so I can, I can be part of that coolness. This is the me too you currently want to be a part of. Okay, another confession for me because the embarrassment is already free-flowing, so why not keep it going? So I showed up with some girlfriends for dinner and there were like five of us and I look around and they are all like all but like one other person are wearing these matching so three of them are wearing these matching earrings and they're not just like generic like hey we all went to Target and happened to get the same earrings no these are like leather feather like in the shape of a feather but like with paint on them I know they sound very bizarre well no but okay here's they're beautiful my mind goes to they probably all went shopping together and bought these earrings or yes one person did like I'm going to buy us all these matching earrings to wear because to me that feels like the BFF necklace exactly. of third grade. It felt like the ma- the matching hearts. Yeah. And so I really just straight up told them, I was like, oh, did you all get in, the, you know, their hair, they all go to the same hairdresser and she started selling these earrings. At least that's the story they told me. <laughs> but like I did, I felt like these are BFF necklaces and I don't have one. And then I don't want to buy one because it almost felt like generic. Like, hey. I'm trying to I really to do in. think legit that they just happened to buy the same earrings from their hairdresser. But for a moment, I felt like, which one of us doesn't fit kind of thing. It's like, oh, it's so stupid. Like your friend's clothes. I FOMO. I see their clothes. I'm thinking their clothes are so cute. They're so fashionable. They're always so put together and trendy. My friend Emily's like that. I mean, she always literally has like the cutest little Lululemon slash she bag casually adorbs. thrown on. And I'm like, I'm so annoyed by you right now. Well, I do that too. And that, I think that's why I get, I feel so much pressure about events. Like I want to be included, but I don't want to go because I, I don't ever know what to wear. I feel like I'm so monumentally uncute, unadorable. Has this not taken place for all of time though? Like in the most stupid of ways, when I was like little, I remember FOMOing over braces. I wanted braces so bad and I, you know, I didn't get braces. And so I would literally just like be so sad. So it got to the point where I would bend those metal bracelets and bend them like into a half moon and stick them over my teeth, like scratching the enamel off my back teeth as I slid them on. But the worst, it got to a low point for me because I was, I went to my friend's house and I, 
kidnapped her retainer and Shut took up. it to my house, and I would wear it, and I would <laughs> hide it. And we had this big ceramic jar in the living room, and I would hide it in there. And, of course, if she ever came over, I would hide it. So I'll never forget, one day I, like, had this, like, purple retainer on, and my mom's like, what's that? And I'm like, it's my retainer. She's like, you in fourth grade? I would know if I bought you a retainer. And my mom made me, like, call her and tell her mother and apologize for stealing her retainer. (laughs) Isn't that the stupidest thing? Fourth grade, and I'm FOMOing over a girl's dental gear okay so i thought i was bad because we just took like the extra gum wrappers that were silver on one side and we would fold them up and then like fit them over our teeth which really didn't look like braces it just looked like a generic grill <laughs> i don't know and then let me see your would... grill i want to see your grill shorty let me see your grill i'm trying to see your grill shorty are those still in style i don't know do people still have grills i'm not up on oh, the, could you the imagine how high schoolers fomo right now i'm sorry my hands are moving at massive speed right there's so much more to fomo over right now and you have to see when we were in high school we just fomoed irl in real life for those of you who need to know that acronym no see i don't feel now like they we FOMO- FOMO'd in real in real oh you don't in, think so? i was thinking in real time no in real life yes yeah in real, in real time it seemed like everything was on a delay because you didn't know you were missing until like after the fact until after the fact but and now it's like, it's like, you know, right away, because you pull up Instagram and everyone has these shoes and you don't have these shoes or whatever, you know. I'm super aware of that, though, now that I have a teenage daughter. So she asked four or five friends to go, you know, out with her for her birthday and it took them out um, for pizza. What, okay, can I tell a funny aside Yes, story, please though? tell. I so, love your funny asides. <laughs> I took my daughter and some boys and oh. girls. Oh. It was a mixed party. Uh-huh. She's 14. That's a thing now. And so they were having dinner at Hometown Pizza. And I thought, I'm going to let them have their moment. And I'm going to go over here and sit at the bar. And I'll order my own food. So they, so you I'm You had not your like, moment at the bar. Right, well, <laughs> I didn't drink. I had other people's kids in my car. Okay, Jeez, good. Rachel. Just making sure. Come to church, Megan. Go I, on. Man, I don't know why. On I got FOMO. so defensive about that. <laughs> what I did was I ordered my own personal pan pizza and tried to not be embarrassing. <laughs> Which backfired because as I was trying to get up from the bar, I pushed back my extremely tall chair and it fell over with my purse on the back and my purse <laughs> spilled out all over and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I get for trying to you not be embarrassing. You made a total scene. That's I awesome. I totally did. It was awful. Okay, Sadie's so, definitely cooler than us, side note. I FOMO over Sadie's coolness all the time. But yeah, like over Why Christmas break. Why couldn't I have been that great of a teenager? It was like, so funny. Cool over Christmas Sadie. break, she's all... I think I'd like to knit some boot socks. So she just did. And I think, man, that's cool. Gosh, I want to be as mature as Sadie one day. Okay, but anyway, so she took these people out for the birthday party. And she didn't want to ask a lot of people to come. And so I kept telling her, you know, you don't have to ask a lot of people to come. If you want to keep it small, no big deal. Just don't post about it on Instagram during the party or whatever. And so we made this plan. Like, she's not going to. But then I'll be damned if every one of her friends that went <laughs> didn't post it on Instagram. You know and what I mean? tag the location. So like, it's like we can't win. Hashtag glad Sadie was born. Yes. I mean, you just, you can't win. Sweet 14. Yeah. <laughs> You can't. I'm already going to stress because I'm going to be micromanaging my kids. Like, do not leave people out. That's bullying. Do not post on social media. Okay. What about, this is really stupid too, fantasy football leagues. I don't even like the NFL. I like college football, specifically the SEC. Other than that, don't care a bit. Found out some of our couple friends were in a fantasy football league. Felt like I had reject stamped on my forehead. I'm like, oh, we're not invited to fantasy football league. That's weird. That is 
a weird thing that to FOMO weird. about, right? I think I FOMO about everything. I think it must be like this deep-seated <laughs> feeling of inadequacy. I need to find my true identity. Oh, my gosh. I get diet FOMO. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty dumb, really, in real life. But like you said, like when all my friends get in really good shape, I feel very left out. I get skinny people FOMO. I'm yeah. missing out on those cute pair of pants because I can't fit into them. Preach. Ah, okay, so other things, like I'm in a book club and a bunko, so I can't say I FOMO. But there is, I'm in already in a bunko, but there's another bunko of a lot of my good friends. They started a bunko because they weren't in that bunko and they wanted one. But I still FOMO over the fact that I'm not also in that bunko. <laughs> you should double bunko. <laughs> Who wants to double bunko? Nobody. And I, I, don't, I can't even go to the first bunko. I haven't even been able to bunko go to that. Bunko is the worst of all the games. But there's something about it. You're like, it's very exclusive because you can only come by invitation. It's not like an open thing. Like, hey, bring whoever. Like, there's a certain it's number gonna be of a certain players. number of people. Yeah. They get subs when they need subs. And I do. I just, I FOMO over that all my friends are in the same bunko and I'm in a different one. That I can't even go to the first one. <laughs> I FOMO over. I'm in a book club. Sometimes I can't read the book. But, like, I, I would totally FOMO if I wasn't in book club. I do FOMO over people's book clubs and people's reading challenges. Like, when people post online, like, read my 46th out of 50th book this year. I'm yes. like, man, why can't I do that? I could. Basically, all of a sudden, I had this epiphany. I could do all these things if I wanted to. You're right. I could stop sucking so bad. Well, I agree because I FOMO like when people know a lot of information about certain things, like kind of like going back to reading. Like yes. either they're, they're reading or they know a lot. Like that's not being invited to someone, but I feel like I'm I'm left out in the sense that I don't know those things. Oh, yes. And I could if FOMO. I wanted to put the effort in, but what's wrong with me that I don't want to put the effort in? Well, I mean, honest to God, we're in this age where you can know how to do basically anything. You can YouTube tutorial how to do whatever. And so I get really amazed at people who know how to do stuff, like know how to do makeup, know how to take apart a sink, know how to, you know what I mean? And so I get very jealous that I'm not cool enough to know these things, even though I have the same opportunity, I could do it. I know. We've talked about this before. Speaking of being able to do it, sometimes I FOMO when someone's husband is really handy. Not like I'm with their husband, but I'm FOMOing like Lee. Why can you not build me a mudroom bench and stalls and homemade baskets to fit each of the custom <laughs> cubby holes? Girl, marriage FOMO is a legit thing. I feel like every other wife cooks more homemade dinners than me, keeps a cleaner house than me, raises kids better than me, has more sex than me. I just feel like I cannot. They're doing all the stuff. Elevate. You know who else I FOMO? I FOMO over certain cultures. Like sometimes I think I FOMO. I was born to be in the Latin culture because they're very, very affectionate, like overtly like hugging and they don't have much personal space and they get to live with their grandmother. You know, like they have their very value intergenerational relationships. I know. And so I FOMO and think I really should have been born in a Latin country because those would be my people. Like I just feel like the way that they do life in the food that they eat is more <laughs> no like, I, why can I not be born I into a Latin family because, because I feel like such a boring white person like why <laughs> so basic we are so basic <laughs> so I mean the whole idea of FOMO in general is just basic because everybody has it I mean we read this study um that said 70 percent of people in the developed world have FOMO and I'm convinced that really a hundred percent do so the 30 percent that said they weren't had to be men because i don't think men worry about these things like we do they don't acknowledge it but you know that they have things like career fomo yeah you know career fomo oh yeah men and women can totally have. oh yeah i get it i mean i remember when i had my first baby and i'm sitting at home like in yoga pants the same pants five days in a row 
and my friend is like working this high-powered job in her cute little pantsuit business trips to Anaheim, California. You know, I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm never going to be a professional again. Yep. And she was probably having FOMO that you were staying home and raising your babies. It's like we cannot win. And always, the other side always seems better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Car FOMO. Maybe men have car FOMO. They probably do. I kind of sometimes have car FOMO. Want to trade it all in. Even though your car is being held together by band-aids and garbage <laughs> bags right now. <laughs> I have a keychain on my car. It says, keys to the minivan and the castle. And it's like got a, like a, key, a huge key ring, like a medieval key ring. So I'm just, I'm embracing my minivan. Okay. You're so cute. Okay, but let's be honest. There are reasons why it's good to be left out of things. Heck yeah, there are. Because we've talked about this when we start to really get down. We're like, but wait a minute. Do I even really want to do this? Is it, Yeah, what's the motivator? Is it going to cost me a lot of money? Like a lot of these things you go to do, you don't want to miss out. So you say, yes, I'll go see Disney on ice. But then you're like, oh, no, <laughs> to take my whole family, it's going to be $582. To go see Disney on ice. And did I even really want to do that? Are my kids really yeah. even going to like Disney on ice? I know. I always worry, what am I going to wear? Oh, yeah. What am I going to say? Because sometimes, you know, I like to talk to most people, but yeah. sometimes you're like, we're, depending on where you get put in the seating lineup, it could get awkward Oh, at my times. gosh. It is so much effort. I find myself, if I'm getting ready to go to a dinner party, like trying to think on the way there. Here's a couple of topics I could talk about. <laughs> like, I pretty much prepare monologue in my head so that I'm not boring dinner conversation. And it reminds me, did you watch the episode of Friends where Joey feels left out of all the conversations? <laughs> yes. Since seven, he bought the V volume of the encyclopedia <laughs> so he could talk about, like, volcanoes in Vietnam, and that was about it. <laughs> we should totally try that. I know. If you stay home, you don't have to worry about being entertaining No conversation. conversations with your children. They're yes. entertained by anything. Okay, child care is a big thing. Oh, if you commit one. to doing something, like I said, like the New Year's Eve party, you have to worry about what you're going to do with your kids. And I personally, like, get anxiety about leaving my kids sometimes. Yes. It's not just, can I find somebody to do it? How much is it going to cost to have a babysitter? Like, I just get the, the nervousness of leaving them. What it's might happen? Worth it. Will you have a house left? Yeah. The energy, too. Just overall, sometimes you just are worn out. Mm-hmm. And say there's a girls' night or whatever, it usually doesn't start till 8 o'clock. By then, you're just tired yeah I'm ready to watch work Teen Mom and go to sleep by eight <laughs> o'clock it's just a thing and you know sometimes you go into these groups that you know ahead of time there's going to be drama there's going to be conflict and sometimes it's easier to just avoid it yeah and you think oh they're going to talk about me if I'm not there but if you are there you almost get deeper in the circle and then there's that layer like they're probably you might get gossiped out or like the rejection that you feel if you get invited once but not invited again oh my gosh that's isn't totally that happened to me like there like was you, a couple of years we got invited to a derby party and then all of a sudden we didn't get invited to the derby <laughs> party anymore you're like did I bring the wrong appetizer or did I what, what happened what went wrong I know well and let's be honest we only have so much time available so if we're doing things we don't really want to do, it it takes up the space from being with people we actually really do want to be And doing with. things that we legitimately want in our lives. Yeah. Also, it's always weird if you, like, have a friend or run into someone who's not invited. Like, that's always awkward, too. Like, I always feel bad because I've been on that side of not being invited. So if mm-hmm. they're like, oh... What are you guys going to do? And you're like, uh, uh, nothing. Uh, Barbara's, uh, you know, that's that's a little strange, too. Because you know how it feels to be on the other side of yeah. the equation. Well, and, then, and then, you know, inevitably somebody's going to post a picture and you're going to have to deal with the fallout of that. So we could just save ourselves some trouble and not worry about going out. Exactly. Or knowing all the things. Like, I even feel like having all the knowledge and all of these things. Like, our brain only has so much capacity and we're probably 
hitting the max speed at this point in life, I feel like. Oh my gosh, I tell my kids that all the time. I don't think God created us to know this much stuff. Yes. It's crazy. I actually also feel like one of us needs to go back to school and get a legit degree in psychology or something so we know how to wrap up these shows well. Like we can give actual <laughs> real advice instead of just so we can stay be home experts. in your pajamas. I know, right? One day we will have some incredible insight on how to actually fix these problems that we have in our life. But for now, we're just going to commiserate with y'all and share our deepest, darkest vulnerabilities and hope you still love us a little bit and leave us a review on iTunes. You can come back again next week. Share it with a friend. Yeah, what else that's do they need to do? Stick with your resolutions for New Year's or don't? Really, if you don't listen to the Megan and Rachel show and your friends are, you will get FOMO that they know what's going on and you don't. They're going to be talking about the things and you're going to have no clue what's going on. So come back next week. <laughs> and we'll see you later. We love y'all. Ciao. Oh, did you invite me to lunch? Am I invited to lunch? It's a standing reservation. Are but you if sure? you need me to Are say, sure? Rachel, Do you really love me? I love you. Can we go have lunch? I will. I probably need that. I love you. I'm a little needy. Will you come have lunch with me? Yes. Let's go. You can't fit in It's only 1030. <laughs> I can't fit in. There's so much crap in there. You're driving. <laughs> it's so crap.